Additionally, there needs to be a coachability of the entrepreneur that needs to occur. Then also the team, it needs to be balanced in terms of the talents to win the market. And also there needs to be um, respect. And so though I would say those are the most important. Welcome back everyone to the Geeks, Geezers and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Joyce Joya. Hey, welcome back everyone to Geek Skeezers and Googleization, and welcome Googleization Nation. Uh, we're here for another week, and I've got my co-host, Joyce Joya, uh, Hello, everyone. For joining me, uh, all from uh, sunny, warm uh, Texas. Austin, Texas. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> a far, uh, a far change, a, a massive change from where we were just two weeks ago, and uh, we are finally able to see uh, that unusual covering on our front lawn or, our, or on our front called lawn. Uh, we still, we 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 still we have uh, a lot of snow. We still have snow. Uh, covering most of it, but at least we know that their spring is coming. And and I actually just got off an interview, and and it was interesting because we talk about the future of work, and and uh, again, we've, the vaccines are coming, and you know we we got new, good news on that front. There's certainly still a lot of bad news and a lot of bad things happening. But I, I you know, someone asked me, uh, you know, how, you know, I, I guess it's about mindset. It's all about mindset. And even when we talk about the future of work, it, it's scary. Um, you know, as I, as I talk about all the time and, and Joyce, you agree, it's fascinating and, and exciting, right? Yeah. yeah. Change is fascinating and terrifying. It's at the same time, <laughs> especially that living with that uncertainty. But as we go forward, we live on a cycle. Uh, and we, we had a winter year last year. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, in, in terms of just change between a pandemic and technological disruption and more so socioeconomic disruption. Uh, we had a winter year, um, but every seasons go, spring follows winter. And uh, you know that's hopefully what we're gonna talk about uh, here too. Uh, we got a lot of problems, but we also there are also solutions and there's a lot of opportunity. And we've got two great guests, a little different format today. We've got two great guests today. Our first is going to be Marjorie Radlow Zandi. Uh, and just met her a few weeks ago. Fascinating. Um, an, an angel investor. And when she first contacted me, it's like, you know, where does that fit? I mean, <laughs> I was like, we, we've talked about business right. and entrepreneurship, but not, not in that vein. Um, but when I got to learn a little bit more about her, the, she invests only in companies that have a social impact or right. environmental impact. But not only that, her portfolio uh, you talk about putting your money where your, where mouth, your mouth is, right? Yeah. Um, her portfolio uh, is, I believe it's 40% people of color and 30% women. And I know there's LGBT in there. So she's looking for entrepreneurs who have fantastic ideas, educated, driven, um, they've, they've, and they're looking to change the world in a positive way, either through social impact or environmental impact. Uh, fascinating. And, you know, she's got great stories and she's going to, she, I, I know we're going to talk about 
you know, what are some of the things that people have, you know, does, you don't have to be a startup, you can be a large corporation. Um, uh, you know, what are the traits that, that people are willing to buy from you, but also invest and put their own money on the line? So that's what we're going to be talking about with Mark. Angel investors, Ira, do such a, uh, an important job for our society. And many people don't even know who they are, what they do. Well, yeah. you, so I'm glad that we are highlighting Marjorie today. And, and beyond that, you think about um, the minority. I mean, they 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 what, they're going to go to a bank with what? No collateral. Uh, you know, they they have they may have an equally good idea. They may have opportunity, um, but you know, they live in an underserved area, or there there is prejudice in the world. So how do we, you know? But here's somebody that's going to do something about it. So we're going to hear about Marjorie, and we're going to follow that very very interesting because part of her model is mentoring. Right. I mean, it's it's mentoring the people. It's 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 not just investing in those companies, but finding people who who are willing to learn and grow and and learn from other people. Uh, not only her, but her team of people and and other investors uh, who collaborate on these. And so she, so we're going to follow up with uh, Al Wynant, uh, who is our uh, the founder of our of our new sponsor in Gomo. And that's all based on coaching and mentoring and well-being. And we're going to learn a lot about that. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, we got a couple other things lined up before we did. Uh, just going to take a minute. Uh, I've got a big event coming up two weeks today. Uh, three weeks today. I apologize. Three weeks today. Uh, March 24th, 11 a.m. We're doing a live webinar uh, with uh, Heidi Spirgy, uh, or Spirgy from... Uh, Cornerstone on Demand. She's the chief, chief can't talk. Chief Strategy <laughs> Officer. Um, their one of their themes is adaptability. It's also DE diversity, uh, DEI diversity, equity, and inclusion this year, but also adaptability, which is one of the one of the skills you need to be able to to, to become more diverse and inclusive. Uh, and also Ross Thornley, who was a guest. Uh, some of you have heard me mention him many, many times. Uh, Ross is a co-founder of AQAI. Uh, and uh, we're, they're, I'm rounding up uh, two other panelists that will be joining me. And we're going to be talking about adaptability, uh, why I feel that resilience is for sissies. Uh, we, we hear resilience is the, the word of the year for 2020 and sometimes 2021. Uh but uh, it's talking about how can you create an organization that will grow and thrive uh, in, in this. It's not a new normal. It's a new wave of normal. It's just the next wave of normal uh, that we're going to have. So uh, you can, uh, many different ways that you can register for that. But the easiest, just go to my website, successperformancesolutions.com. And there's a button right at the top. And there'll probably be a pop-up <laughs> coming. So, uh, Or you can sign up at Nation. Dot com. Join the community uh, and you will get updates uh, and uh, including uh, information about our future podcasts each week, uh, a reminder of who was on last week, but also um, events like the webinars and uh, a lot of other events that we're planning throughout the year. So, And it's free um, and uh, you'll get a weekly, weekly newsletter. So please go to googleizationnation.com and please register for the Adaptability Mini Summit that we're going to have on March 24th. Uh, so let's get to our guest, Marjorie Radlow-Zandi. Uh, welcome, Marjorie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we did justice on your intro, a little bit of background. Absolutely. Absolutely you did. 
but so, right now I'm up to, I'm actually up to 50% um, people of color and 50% women. I made some additional investments. So it's, wow. um, so that's a little update. Okay. Well, thank you. And, and thank you for all you do. I mean, it's so important. We, we talk, you know, uh, again, one is I'd, I'd like to get, you can maybe give a, the, the uh, simple version of what a, an angel investor is, um, because many people may not know, uh, they, you know, people are, are interested in entrepreneurship, starting businesses, they got ideas, um, but they, they go to the bank, you know, they go to a bank, they don't do it, they, they, they hit all their friends uh, and, and family up, uh, they're maxed out and, and the credit card's got a $25,000 loan on it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what do we, what do we do next? How do we get beyond that? And, and you have all that. And the bank says, nah. So we'll talk about what a, an angel investor is, but also about what you're doing differently. Uh, you, you are certainly not just going to the, the next, um, you know, Apple, you know, uh, or, you know, or Google, I mean, you are, you hopefully are, um, but you're, you're reaching into, into people that have a positive social, that, that their mission is a positive social impact. It's not just about how can I take my hundred thousand dollars and convert it into a million? It's literally about what that's part of it, but, but what's it going to do for, for our planet? What's it going to do for the people who live on our planet? So let's start with the, the angel investor. Um, just a brief intro in there. And then how did you get into it? Okay. So um, I, let's say I got into it because I actually got funds from an angel investor in order to grow my business, which I grew. I grew a food safety diagnostic business um, to about 100 countries and sold it to a billion dollar player. And I was very thankful to get that type of investment, and I wanted to pay it forward. Um, in terms of what an angel investor is, and I think, Ira, you hit it right, there's the whole friends and family round. Um, and that's typically anywhere up to 50, maybe 100K. Sometimes it can go up to $200,000. But then after that stage, when you're at a seed stage or a Series A stage, you look for angel investment. And that can really go up to, um, sometimes it can go up with a syndicate of different angel groups up to about uh, $5 million. And there's a lot of um, different angel and um, networks throughout uh, the US. I'm a member of Branch Venture Group, which invests in food and food technology, and also Launchpad Venture Group, which invests in clean tech, um, biotech, life science, um, and, and some and ed tech as well. Um, I, I would love to hear about some of those companies, uh, Marjorie. Mm -hmm some of the companies that you've supported. You, you said you went to an, an angel investor, you started, that's how yeah. you got the funding yeah. and that was part yeah. of your passion. How did, why did you choose that route? I mean, and, and I don't, you know, was it because you were a, a, a woman who was trying to create this business? You know, why did you choose that rather than a traditional funding route? I think at the time, I mean, it's a different, it's a, it's a level of business. Typically angel investors, different than VCs, typically look for business in the billion dollar category that potentially have that larger market. Angels typically look at a total addressable market of about a hundred million or more. It can be absolutely more than that, but it's a, and so we, as a business, we fit into that particular category. And at the time it was a diagnostic company. So similar to the diagnostics that we hear about today, the COVID diagnostic, but this was a food diagnostic that um, helped protect the planet in terms of not having, um, having food that's pure and um, not full of contaminants. So that's, that's the company that I built and that's why. 
Okay. So, and so I didn't mean to trample on Joyce's question, but okay. how did you, you know, what, what are some of the companies you're working with? Okay, sure. I'll give you a few examples of them. One, we're all doing more shopping online these days with the pandemic. And actually, I, I was fortunate enough to meet a, a Black entrepreneur who started a company called Food Space. Um, and what, what he did, we all have the problem, we shop online, and we sometimes the substitutions are a little off. For example, I had a, I asked for four limes and there was a substitution. All of a sudden the order comes and there's 40 limes. Um, so he is solving that problem. He's also solving the problem of allergies and, and basically making sure what you look at in terms of uh -huh. e-commerce is exactly what it is. Because right now for many um, companies and supermarkets, it's basically about 60% accurate. He's bringing that to 99.7% accuracy. Mm -hmm. So you actually, the label that you see online is the re label in reality. So that's one. Um, another company that I was headed by a woman, her name's Ashley Kalanakis. And she started Torigen. And what she did is she created a personalized immunotherapy. So when a dog develops cancer, she's able to take some of that tumor cell and create a personal immunotherapy to eliminate wow. the cancer in that dog. So this is just absolutely huge. And yes, it does have some human applications, applications. as well. Um, and the last company um, I'm going to highlight, I mean, I can go on and on and on about this, but <laughs> is Atlantic Sea Farms. If for those of you who have kelp or eat kelp at all, you'll see that it's, it can be, it, if you look at the label, there's some dye in there. So what this woman do, her name is uh, Brianna Warner, and she created a company that would create a whole new um, actually market and actually business within the state of Maine. And so when lobster men or lobster women are off season, what could they do? Um, this creates a whole other market for them and the ability to earn a living in the off season. At the same time, it's making our oceans cleaner. I love that. <laughs> I love win-win <laughs> programs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so exciting, isn't it? Wow. It absolutely is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just actually one more I want to highlight, too, is in the veterinary space where you have, you bring your um, dog or cat in and they've been swimming and there's a bad ear infection. But what happens is they say, well, we think it is that we need to send it to the lab. So it's another few hundred dollars to send it to the lab, get it. And your dog has a, or cat develops a, a much stronger ear infection. This company, QSM Diagnostics, it diagnoses everything in the lab, in the veterinary office before you even have, before you leave and you get the, the medication right there. And in these days, there's an at-home option as well. So Wow, that's just amazing. Yeah. So, so one last question for you. Yes. Uh, many of our listeners are HR directors. Yeah. How can HR support social entrepreneurship? Well, there's um, a lot, I'd say from an HR perspective, one, there's all 
there's a lot of different technologies in the HR arena. And actually, as I look to it's with Launchpad Ventures in the tech space, there's all different types of companies that have come about to make it, whether it's serving um, employee and right now where people are working many times at home, how are you being connected? So there's a lot of new companies in that arena. Look out for those new companies. And a lot of those new companies are, they're, they're terrific. They're terrific for your organization. They're also, many are headed by women, many by people of color. So that's one way to do it. The other way is if you see out in the market a particular company that's of interest that is aligned with your corporation, a lot of large corporations or even medium-sized corporations take a piece of a small corporation to help them grow. And sometimes what happens is they look at that company for acquisition in the future. So that those are some ways. Thank you. That was fascinating. And, and that, that's, that was a great question, Joyce, because, uh, you know, we talk a lot about company culture on, on, on the show. And we're going to, you know, again, and even with Al later, we're, we're talking about mentoring and, and part of that, building that culture and caring. Uh, but there, there is a, a model that talks about, you know, helping each individual build their brand, you know, helping them realize their potential. Uh, and that's re really should be the goal of almost any company is how can we help people become the best they can be? Um, or as it Al says, be more, uh, you know, uh, hashtag be more, uh, as we do that, um, this is a great opportunity. How can we instill a level of entrepreneurship in everyone? And it doesn't mean that everybody's going to go out and, and want to own their own company or invest. And maybe they don't even have the idea to be able to do that. Uh, but be, be able to provide them the skills. But within almost every company, there's, there, there are going to be people that do have this aspiration uh, or maybe they have a, a an idea or a concept or a new a business model that could help their employer and, and being able to nurture, you know, that uh, as well. So I, I think, you know, talking about entrepreneurship within a company it's like, well, entrepreneurship is only at the CEO level or the founder level, and it, and it shouldn't be. What do you, but going back to the people that you're looking for, and this is important, what, what do you look for in a person who comes to you? Uh, and I'm, I, I know it's, I've been involved, uh, not personally, but I, I've actually was part of a, a task force for bringing entrepreneurship into Lancaster County and, and other areas. Uh, so we work with VCs or we work with angels and we worked with the VCs. But what are some of the traits that you look for uh, in, in somebody that says, that is a good idea? It's not just, I have a good idea. Here's my business plan. I would like $100,000. I, I know you have different criteria, and then you're also trying to match personalities and and um, mindsets with that. Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, good question. Um, it's really, it's about the person and it's also about the team. Um, it's making sure that the team, often there is a, a person who's very strong in the commercial area. And let's say it's a science and technology. You want to make sure there's another person on the team that's equally strong in the technology area. There's also a huge, just like within corporation, we all need to give feedback and, and get feedback. That's the same in terms of the entrepreneurial environment. Be able to be mentored within that and also look 
for um, the respect that they play you because they're um, they're going to have the same type of respect both with their employees and also prospects and customers. So it's really the actual entrepreneur, even if it's the best idea in the world, if it's not the right entrepreneur that one really thinks can bring it um, and really go the distance and have, have what it takes um, internally and has the respect of not only the investors, but the entire team. That's what's um, really important. And additionally, um, one that knows their numbers. Um, if one doesn't think numbers, it's it really important to know your numbers. So it's all about the talent? It is a lot about the talent. It is. And with, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when we were, I was working and it was really a, a great opportunity I had because I, did, I, I, le I learned to appreciate all that goes into it. You know, one is, um, I guess the question I'd have for you is, what percentage of the companies that you invest in actually succeed? And uh, are there some that you've, you know, you've made some mistakes. What, what have uh, you highlighted one, uh, a really good one, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what are some of the mistakes that just having that a good, good idea and good, good financials and good background uh, you, you would make. So. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. Another good one. Um, in terms, in terms of percentage, I'd say that, um, a third of the companies I invest in succeed wildly. Um, a third succeed somewhat, meaning maybe twice your investment that you put into it. And a third, not so well, you know, so I'd say that um, is, is pretty good overall. If you look at the overall market in terms of um, mistakes that um, I have made, it's with a particular entrepreneur that did not listen to feedback. Um, and as a matter of fact, what happened is there was a pitching event and there was a lot of, we had a number of rehearsals and feedback and everything else. So the event happens and the entrepreneur said, you know what? I'm going to change my business and I'm going to change everything we talked about. And so <laughs> it's like, well, that didn't really work so well. <laughs> so what you're saying is that your entrepreneurs have to be coachable too. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That's Makes it. Sense. You're right. And be willing to, to accept it. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to um, accept all the feedback, but you need to listen. Some will make sense. Some won't make sense, but be, be coachable and be open. You listed um, the in in this article that I read. I think it was on Thrive Global. You listed five things um, that you need to see, and I think we covered some of them. But you know, what do you when when somebody says, "Hey, I, I think you should meet Ira or Joyce or, or you know whoever it might be," you know, what is it that you want to see before you're willing to even maybe take a meeting, but beyond the meeting? Okay. Yeah. I'd say it would be, it's a unique idea and product and service and what we call white space. Um, and within companies, it's called white space within a large enough total addressable market. So that's like a hundred million or more. It also has to be within the areas that um, I, I invest in and, and also the angel groups um, that I'm part of invest in. Sometimes I'll invest outside it. Most of the times it's through the angel groups that I'm part of. Uh, additionally, there needs to be a coachability of the entrepreneur 
that needs to occur. Then also the team, it needs to be balanced in terms of the talents to win the market. And also there needs to be um, respect. And so though I would say those are the most important. And I, oh yes, and there's one other thing in terms of exits. We, you know, everything can be in place, but if investors invest for return and believe it or not, some entrepreneurs kind of don't, it's an education for them that that is really what happens. Um, so that needs to be understood. And, you know, you're an investor won't invest for the an entrepreneur to have a business, a lifestyle business for 30 years. That just isn't going to happen unless there's some type of payback that puts together. But typically you invest for return and what the entrepreneur should be prepared for is look about comparable exits in a similar space. You know, that's, that's really interesting because there's so many people that, that sort of toss around the term entrepreneur. And I know it, it probably means a little bit different, but you brought up the difference between a lifestyle business and, and maybe a startup. Uh, where can, can you just explain that a little bit in, 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 from your viewpoint? Because okay. you're putting your money on the line. So right, you're putting your money, money okay. My lifestyle business. <laughs> okay. So um, I'd say in terms of the, the early stage businesses that I'm involved in, the groups I'm involved in funding, we look for typically an exit five to seven years. Sometimes it goes to 10. And recently with a company that I back that's just doing amazing it was in a year and a half and it was a phenomenal exit. And there's also, I still retain some ownership of the company that bought them. So that was, that's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, um, but as far as the lifestyle businesses, those are businesses that people, and it's great. The CEO loves the business. He's running a great company, but there's really no desire to exit. He or she wants to keep doing what they're doing for 20, 30 maybe even 40 or 50 years. So that's typically not um, ones that angels look for, unless recently there's been some, some different um, ways of paying people back in terms of getting a percent on the bottom line, et cetera. Some things, but that's extremely rare. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, and that was a huge, huge distinction because I, I know I, I talk to people all the time and they said, you know, just how would you describe yourself? And it's entrepreneur. And again, they, they've taken some risks, but the risks they're taking are for them. And they really want, they want to be in control of the environment, control of the business, but they, they're not looking for a five to, to seven or even a 10 year exit. Um, they're, they're looking for a lifelong uh, business that they can call their own, which is a little different than what you're doing. And then you're adding the other layer on top of it is how does how does what you're doing? Yeah, it's a great idea. I hear them all the time on Shark Tank, but it's not going to improve the planet. It's not going to help other people's lives. It's not going to help right. animals, our humans, uh, our safety. That's right. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, exactly. And, you know, I also want to bring up that some people shouldn't take angel money. I was um, actually talking with someone, part of a, a group that's called a founding member, mentor of uh, Manatee Mentors. And this connects me with people globally. And this woman in Delhi, India, um, created this amazing company that she wants to have affordable education at the Ivy League for high school students around the world. 
and she's doing an amazing job at it. And she's getting a lot of pressure to bring on investors, but she really wants to keep the price low and be able to, she has a real fantastic social mission. She's making a good living for herself and her family. She has no reason to sell. So I encouraged her not to get investment because I think she'll, she's able to control her destiny that way. So um, anyway, just thought I'd throw that out as well. So really good advice, Marjorie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, th yeah. Thank you, Marjorie. I mean, thank you for for all you're doing. Obviously, we, we need more people like you. Um, we when you hear about investments and you hear about these startups, you know, people sort of put a scant eye or a skeptical eye to that. It's all about the money, but it's not. I mean, there's a tremendous it's amount really of people not. like you. And uh, you know, we thank you for for what you're doing, and especially you know with with your focus on uh, social and, and environmental impact. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, for people to learn a little bit more about you, to connect with you, uh, if they do have a a good idea that fits into this realm, uh, how how can they reach out to you? Um, I would say either go, you see my website, jazaz.com, or look at, go onto LinkedIn and send me an invite. Um, I always want to connect with people and hear their ideas. Thank you. And we'll have all this in uh, the show notes or in the podcast. If you're listening to this afterwards, just scroll down uh, under the description and uh, I will put a link into that article. I think it was a great article. It was a great interview. It wasn't just an article. It was a great interview. I'll give you an overview, but uh, we'll, we'll have in your uh, contact information uh, to LinkedIn and also your, your company website. Uh, any final comments uh, before we let you go here, Marjorie? I would say that the um, it's a very encouraging environment for entrepreneurs um, out there. There's lots of there's lots of money out there looking for terrific ideas and companies to back. And there's a real um, push to for diversity. Um, and it's diversity is basically both in terms of people of color, race, LGBTQ. But it's also people who have not um, of any race who have not grown up in an environment where they have the connections as well to entrepreneurs, wherever that is in the world. So I just think that there is a, a lot of I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of exciting innovations in the future. And I look forward to seeing them and seeing it across a diverse uh, group of, of people. Yeah. And as I started the show, we were talking about that. You know, we're in winter, but we're coming into spring. And I think that's also some great opportunity where we're going in, into the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I've cited this before. I don't remember. It was either 12% or 17%. Um, but there was, there was an increase in the number of businesses that were started since the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, than there was the prior year. Um, so when people right. yeah. think about normal, there's just a huge, a, a enormous amount of opportunity. People are are taking Absolutely. this opportunity to create businesses. So thank Disruption you. Disruption always breeds opportunity, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much, Marjorie. Stay safe. We keep in touch. Thanks so much. Absolutely. I wasn't sure where this was going to go, but this has been fantastic. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, thank you, Ira. Thank you, Joyce. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Marjorie. Thank you. Imagine growing great employees and advancing emerging leaders with one small monthly investment. With the Ngomu app, you can support your employees in career and personal development and health and wellness without spending a lot of effort to schedule and hold numerous training sessions. With the Efficient app, your employees will have access to dozens of coaches in groups and one-on-ones for whatever topic they need or want to work on anytime, anywhere. 
picture the positive impact on your team by having access to over 80 coaches. Learn more at ngomu.com today. For many people, the bridge to the new normal is too far, too difficult, too scary. Waiting to get back to normal becomes a way of life filled with fear and despair. But wait, why are those people who dare to travel to the new normal celebrating? Opportunity and growth? How can you get a piece of the action? The bridge between the past and the future, the status quo and the new normal is adaptability. You have a choice. Which side of the future do you want to land on? Will it be coping and surviving or growing and thriving? Adaptability Quotient is the new competitive edge. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Caesars and Google, Googleization. Thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. Uh, if you're not a subscriber to Googleization Nation, please do so. Uh, we are going to have our second guest, uh, Al Wynon. Uh, you just saw the commercial, hopefully, uh, for Ingomo. He is the co-founder of that. And Joyce introduced it, Ingomo, to our Googleization Nation and to, the, to our audience. But we're going to hear directly from Al. Al. Uh, hopefully Al is available. Uh, and Al is, there is Al. There he is. Yeah, Al, Al, Al told me right before the show he was getting his makeup and hair done. So, <laughs> so you're, you're looking great, Al. Thank you. <laughs> and, and thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about what you do as well. I mean, I know the basics of it. And uh, I, I, but it's exciting, and it was it was a great fit to what Marjorie was talking about because mentoring um, and, and and helping others is is so much a value part. So I'm going to allow Joyce to take it from here, uh, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit about Ingomo. So Al, first tell us a little bit about the new Ingomo app. First of all, thank you for having me here today, and it's good to see you both. Um, so the app, um, we are a brand new app that's launching this month, and it's our mission really to uplift humankind by making a positive difference in the lives of many. That's our company statement. And we really do this by connecting personal development, health and wellness, and career development coaches through our learners, which are subscribers in the app. And we do that via live virtual sessions, one-on-one -on -one sessions, and small group coaching through the app. And we have we have a really holistic approach to coaching because you know usually you need something you're trying to work on an issue and it requires more than one coach or more than one resource to solve that issue. So we allow you know the people, our subscribers to connect with 90 plus coaches to work on the issues they are working on and they can do this anytime, anywhere you know, from their app. Uh, so um, we're we're very excited about the upcoming launch, obviously. Actually, from their cell phone or tablet, right? Correct. It's an, it's an app from, it's a, a smartphone or tablet app, yeah. Right. So what are the benefits for HR directors, Al? And, uh, and, and then you can talk about individual employees. Sure. I, I think from the HR director and the program development professionals, there's a lot of issues that they deal with. So when it comes to training and development, there's, there's a big cost associated with that, but also the time in scheduling and planning that, you know, finding the right time for employees to come together. And especially now when everyone's working from home in different time zones, different countries, you know, 
sometimes there's a lack of interest from the employees they have to deal with. There's generational cultural differences people have to deal with. And I think also when a company works on, on professional development, it's really much more career focused and doesn't look sometimes at the big picture around health and wellness and personal development. And we know that there have been many studies that have shown if you if you coach, if you provide those tools to your employees, it has a significant positive impact sure. on retention, avoiding burnout and all that kind of stuff. And so the app here opens you know, a world of opportunity for, for both the employer and, and the <clears throat> excuse me, and the employee. That was a mouthful. <laughs> so in, in this particular case, the employer now they can they can offer a resource to the team and, and the department or the whole company that really deals with career development, but also personal development and, and health and wellness as part of that. And you know, our, our coaches do that through live. Virtual sessions, so employees can participate live in this and, and actually be coached. It's not a course, you know. It's not some it's not some PowerPoint that people are speaking. So it's actually a coaching opportunity, and then there's also an opportunity for the learners to work one on one. So if there's an issue they need to work on, that's that's a little bit more personal potentially. Um, they can do one on ones, and then we also have an opportunity for companies to come together and say, these are great coaches. Can we build a program with that as well? So it really, it's just a really fantastic opportunity to have access to 90 really experienced coaches from the, from the corporate perspective. And what that, what that really means in the big scheme of things, it's it's rather than you know building that personal development, you know a professional development thing out in in a company. Now you have that you have that whole uh, that access available to all those coaches. And you know if you you know one one learner or subscriber or employee may want to learn about you know they don't want to be more successful, so they want to learn about sales and about speaking and building effective teams or emotional intelligence and all those different things. But then other people may have other items they want to add to that. That's more personal. That's more health and wellness related. So uh, we, we feel that holistic approach really um, benefits the team's overall productivity, retention, and so on. So that, that sounds like a tremendous range of, of different skills <laughs> and abilities that your coaches have. And I know that you call them learning communities, mm -hmm. right? We do. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting uh, way of thinking about uh, people being in collaboration and partnership. Share with us a few of the different learning communities and coaches that you're most interested to see how things will evolve. So I thought about this really in kind of a um, as I've been speaking with people, you know, rather than not favor any of the coaches in the big scheme of things. But for example, we see this a lot with people around professional development. They come in and they say, you know, we want to be more successful, you know, and I, I want to have a promotion. I want to be better in my job. What does that really mean? You know, for one, for one uh, learner, that may mean that they really need to work on pitching, on public speaking, on telling their story. But for another one, that may mean great, you have all these these capabilities. But I am overworked. I can't manage my schedule. I'm totally stressed, and so on. So there's all these different different combinations you can you can do. So, for example, we have Brian Q. Davis, and he coaches on sales in in his warrior selling community. And then I'm excited about Robert Mack, which we've just brought on. He's an Ivy League educated 
positive psychology expert, celebrity happiness happiness coach, and he coaches on executive presence, um, which is which is amazing. And then we have Amanda Franconzani, who is actually based in Switzerland, and she's a senior executive with 30 or so years uh, experience and has worked with MTV, Pirelli, Prada. So she brings that experience to our to our wow. learners. Yeah, I'm every, every, like, I mean, I can, I can go on forever. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have a lot of diversity among your coaches. Uh, how important yeah. is diversity to your organization? I think Joyce, I can't hear you, but I think I think I know what. To, yeah, and it's it's interesting listening a little <laughs> bit to the to the previous your previous guest. I mean, diversity is really important to us. And so first I'm, I'm really excited about the caliber of the, the, the coaches we bring. And it's important for us that our coaches reflect what the world looks like out there. And our coaches should reflect that reality as, as part of that. Um, and we, we also believe that we should celebrate diversity and you know use our voice really to, to, to help with that. Again, with that uplifting humankind by making a positive difference at many. But what that really means for us at the company, we, we, we we interpret diversity very broadly and it means you know it means you know every color ability background orientation gender identity and so that's how we look at um, diversity and we feel that if we commit to that genuinely not for as a marketing ploy but that's really what we are committing to generally that the people out there the learners that are looking to be coached and we'll find people we'll find coaches who speak their language understand their life and so it opens up an opportunity to have a broader group of learners come into the group as well. So we, we feel we can serve more people doing it that way. And, you know, as, if I could share some numbers, which I'm actually very proud of, so I always want to throw those out. I mean, 44% of our coaches identify as African-American or Black, Latina or Hispanic, Asian, um, or two or more identities or, or um, ethnicities. 79% of our coaches are women. 6% um, of our coaches identify as disabled and 15% of our coaches identify as GLBTQ. I mean, and those are, those I believe are, are a great reflection of what the world looks like out there. So, and we have coaches in 10 countries. They do, they do all their sessions in English, but we can do nine more languages as well. So it's really a fabulous group of human beings who um, I have, have placed their trust in us. And then obviously the learners will place their trust in them that's, as well. That's very cool because if HR directors have uh, offices or plants in other countries, mm -hmm. they could certainly use your bilingual coaches, uh, your right. uh, other speaking coaches mm -hmm. in that way. That's what true. is the official launch date of the app? <laughs> we are, the app is rolling out later this month and I'm not going to put a specific date on it yet, okay. but that's later <laughs> this month. Cause you always have to wait for a couple of people who have to give their approval at the end, you know? Um, but we are rolling out at the at the end of the month with content, pre-recorded sessions and then daily live sessions as well. Um, the app is launching first on Android and then in the second quarter we'll also roll out on iOS, which is Apple, the iPhones and so on. Um, and that will happen then. But we will be we will be running this month. So how many people learn more about you? Great and question. in Gomu. Sure. Great question. So you can visit um, our website in gomu.com and that's I and from Nancy, G from Green O M U dot com. Or you can email me at Al at ngomu.com as well. Wow. Ira, you're muted. Uh, one one more quick question, and that is that I think that you're running some something called Be More Days every now and then. For, that is, 
-hmm. Yes. So, so tell a, us about that. On a quarterly basis, we run a virtual Be More Days conference, and we just had one, which was based on health and wellness. And so you can have we we hold those live live events, and they're amazing conferences where people come in and learn and meet our coaches and so on, and, and they're free. So if you're still interested in seeing the last one, you can, it's, it's available on demand. You can go to bemoredays.com altogether, and you can sign up there. It's free, and then you have access to all of the recorded sessions and the coaches and the discussions that are happening there. So that's at bemoredays.com. And we'll have our next one on May 21st. And we really will be looking at how to come out of COVID and on so many different levels, personal you know, companies and so on. How do we how do we do that um, best? So that's on May 21st. Ella, I have one other question before we let you go, because we're, we're almost at the end. Um, as an in, one is as an individual, um, I can when the, the app's out, I can just although I have an, an, an Apple, so I got to wait. <laughs> uh, I can I can go up to the site and select a coach so I can get a, an individual subscription. No, actually, that's a really good question, Ira. So there is a, a, a monthly or annual subscription for the app. And you as an individual, um, you can set your goals. Do you want to, is it personal development, career development, and so on? Well, you have access to all 90 plus coaches. You can you can save some that you, that you potentially f more frequently um, uh, watch or participate in. Mm -hmm. But you have access for, in essence, for less than a dollar a day, access to 90 some coaches. You can watch all their learning communities if you cannot participate live in one of those you can also watch that later on demand as part of it so yes you we you don't have to select one or two coaches you have access to the whole platform and now i'm going to put my ceo hat on and say i've got 100 employees uh how how can i utilize this so um you have corporate packages um to be able to, to provide to be able to provide that Yep, we do. We have corporate packages and price pricing associated with that. And we work with with the sales team who focuses on that. So if anybody is interested, be happy to connect you. And we can do annual, we can do monthly subscriptions for corporate as well. So even if you as, as a corporation, if you want to come in and there's a specific thing you want to do or you want to put a group of coaches together, have a specific program for what you do and you still have access to all 90 coaches, but we can also tailor you know, if there's a specific personal development, professional development thing you want to do and you want to utilize, you know, some of those coaches, we can create small group coaching for that as well. So thanks very much. Al, um, again, I'm going to I'm going to share the same message I shared with Marjorie. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, and an extra thanks for being a sponsor of Geek Skeezers and Googleization. So we're going to be hearing a lot more. Uh, we'll be excited to get you back and hear about the progress. Uh, you know, one is when you go live and also when uh, you, you get onto Apple. <laughs> that would be coming soon. <laughs> I, I, thank you. I, I, I love what you do. I appreciate you um, inviting us in and having me here today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Al. Thanks, Stay safe. It was great we'll be, we'll be having you as a guest. Thank you, Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, our theme, um, very positive today, very uplifting. Uh, definitely springs in the air, right? <laughs> uh, being able to help other people. Um, for sure, yeah, for sure. Work, and I can't help wondering if, if Al's startup might be an opportunity to collaborate with Marjorie. Mm, maybe it could be right. Well, it, but just by talking and learning a little bit more, um, I'm thinking about what we're, you know, what I'm working on with adaptability, mm -hmm. uh, you know, helping people get more comfortable with change. Uh, a lot of people are not. How can we do that? Uh, you know, helping them boost. Not, not, not. It's not about boosting adaptability quotient. 
It's about helping people get the courage and confidence to try new things, to be more comfortable with uncertainty. Uh, so it's courage and confidence. And with that, you become more hopeful. It's not, you know, it's, it's not that neither either of us or a lot of other people who are talking about the future don't get down, don't get frustrated, don't get aren't worried. Um, but, you know, we keep moving forward. And, and why, you know, why do we have a spring outlook rather than a winter outlook? And the more that we can all get comfortable with something that we were not necessarily comfortable with before, the less stress we're going to have and the better we're going to feel, the more productive we're going to be. It's all going to work better, right? We're, we're courage, you know, to, to get courage, you're going to have to take risks. So it's how do you be okay with that? But if you're confident, you're not as stressed. It's it just as simple. And if it's hopeful, the stress is worth it. So uh, we'll, we'll work through all that. But no, great, great points. Um, Joyce, it's really uh, good to, 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 to see. Again, it's warming up and, uh, <laughs> and things. Uh, good to be with you. Uh, again, very, very uplifting show today. We're really grateful to Marjorie Radlow Zandi uh, and to Al Wynott. Uh, for all they are doing, and we appreciate everything our community is doing. Uh, again, just a reminder: two things. Uh, if you're not, a, if you don't belong to Googleization Nation yet, uh, please go, go to, to GoogleizationNation.com. Sign up. You'll get updates about this. You'll get updates about the webinar upcoming, and the uh, adaptability is new black. Actually, we kind of modified the name, but it's an adaptability mini summit. Uh, is how to get your workforce and how how you as an individual can become more comfortable with uncertainty. Uh, uncertainty is going to be with us for a long, 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 long time. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> Probably we, forever. Yeah, uh, you know, a good friend of a, a friend of mine. I've uh, been working with them all week. Uh, one at one a.m., one to two a.m. Um, in South Africa, John Sine. Uh, he's got his future of work. Uh, a masterclass, and I've been uh, working with him and participating with it. Uh, I love this. He talks about that a human, as human beings, we've been addicted, addicted to certainty, and we're all going through withdrawal. Uh, and there's a whole deeper side of that. But I, John Johnson, a uh, we interviewed John uh, actually back in the summer. So it's uh, S A N E I. If you go back into our Geek Skeezers and Googleization archives, great great, great uh, interview with him. Super, super good guy. And I uh, really appreciate all he shares. Uh, we are at the end of another Geek Skeezers Googleization. Uh, next week, uh, we have um, a Romy. Uh, actually, we're going to be talking about Fairy God Boss. Uh, <laughs> I love that. About women in the workplace. Uh, it's about having a very positive, inspiring, engaging culture. Uh, and the CEO, Romy, is going to be with us. So uh, we hope you join us again. And until next week, don't let the shift hit your plans.